Welcome to Lead On, a program where we talk about practical issues related to ministry leadership. I'm Jeff Orge, the president of Gateway Seminary, and it's my privilege and responsibility each week to talk with you about practical issues related to ministry leadership. Now, on this program, we talk about the nuts and bolts of ministry, the how-tos, the down-to-earth part of what it takes to actually get the work done. And today, I want to talk about something that I think is very significant for ministry leaders, and that is how to create an environment in their home that's healthy for their children. Now, in order to do that, I interviewed a group of people who all have one thing in common. I interviewed people that were in their 30s, 40s, and even 60s. I interviewed men and women. Uh, I interviewed people who grew up in pastors' homes and grew up in international missionaries' homes. But the one thing that my group that I interviewed had in common was all of them grew up in a ministry home. And every one of the people I interviewed is today in ministry as a ministry leader. So I interviewed ministry leaders who grew up in ministry homes, and I asked them this question, what did your parents get right? What did your ministry parents do that caused you to grow up and want to be in ministry yourself? Now, this group of people I interviewed really confounds the common myth that all ministry kids or preachers' kids are, are all rebellious and all reject the church or all leave and go away from ministry. That's just simply not true. A lot of people who are in ministry grew up in ministry homes. And so that's why I asked the question, what did your parents do right that caused you to not only grow up loving the Lord and participating in church, but then choosing yourself to become a ministry leader. And again, that group that I interviewed included kids that were, grew up in pastor's homes, in missionary homes, in various settings, both in the United States and around the world. So I think I've got a good cross-section of input to help us answer the question, what did my ministry parents do right that caused me to grow up and want to follow their example of becoming a ministry leader? The first thing that my group of people told me that I interviewed was my parents loved God first, and they loved him in a clear and authentic way. They had a transparency about their own faith, a genuineness about what they believed, and it was evident that it was more than a job for them to be in ministry it was really an expression of their own love and devotion back to God. My parents loved God first. And that love was not just conceptual, but was really rooted in a deep understanding of God's word and God's message and of a relationship with God that had resulted from internalizing those things. So the first thing that ministry parents need to get right is to make sure that they have a love relationship with God, that that love relationship is authentic and deep, and that it's transparent enough that their children can observe it and know that it really is genuine and legitimate. One of my interviewees said, you know, my mom and dad 
were the same people in private, in love and devotion to God, as they were in public, in ministry to others, and in public leadership contexts. He said, my parents really did love God first. Then a second thing that this group identified is that my parents, my ministry parents, really did love each other. Uh, They modeled Christian marriage in a healthy way, and they modeled ministry marriage in a healthy way, and they had a deep and abiding love for each other, which was infectious in the lives of their children. Now, isn't it striking that the first things that that these people I interviewed told me about their ministry parents was that they loved God and they loved each other? And because that love for God and love for each other was genuine, the children grew up in a context in which they really valued ministry parents and ministry parenting and saw it as a good and positive aspect of life. Now, moving away from those sort of relational dynamics into more practical outworking of how the families functioned, another one of the people I interviewed said, one of the things my parents really got right was open communication in our family about faith matters or about religious issues or about concerns that they might have about their Christian faith. One woman said, I always felt like there was nothing I couldn't ask, and I never felt judged by my questions or my doubts or my concerns. My parents were always uh, humble enough to tell me if they didn't know the answer and not to try to make something up that uh, really would later prove to not be true. Uh, They were honest. They were humble. They were genuine. And they were open with me about my communication, especially when I started raising doubts or concerns during those teenage years. Wow, this is so profound. If you're a ministry parent, you have children that start raising questions. It's so easy to overreact and try to quelch those concerns or those negatives or those doubts, but it's so much more significant to say, hey, listen, I understand you're raising some questions or some concerns or some doubts. Let's talk about those. I may not even have all the answers, but let's work on it and see what we can come up with. So open communication, especially when there were questions raised about religious issues or moral standards or value judgments, those kinds of open conversations, very significant to creating a healthy environment in a ministry home. You know, I myself have been a ministry parent, and I know sometimes when kids start raising questions and start challenging on some issues, Uh, It's easy to get caught up as a parent in your insecurities and think, what will other people think of me? What will the church think of me? What will my friends think of me? Uh, Am I I being a bad parent to, to let these doubts or these concerns be expressed and to quelch those things rather than facilitate honest dialogue about them? Well, the person I interviewed said, one of the things my parents really did well was fostered open communication, especially about these kind of difficulties. Another thing that was pointed out was my parents really had no expectation of perfection about me. Uh, I w- this person said, in our family, we were allowed to be normal kids. We were never told that we had to be perfect ministry kids or perfect, a perfect ministry family. Uh, I grew up feeling normal. I grew up knowing that we were a normal family that also happened to be in ministry and that we didn't let the fact that we were in ministry as a ministry family define the way we had to act or the standards we had to come up to. 
Uh, this person told me, once I remember my dad saying, we're doing this because we're a Christian family, not because we're a ministry family. In other words, this is a part of who we are as Christians. We're not just doing this because of my job or because we're trying to impress anyone with our devotion or because we're supposed to be some kind of a model that people are going to be looking at. No, we're making this decision because this is what Christian families do, and this is the direction that Christian families ought to, ought to head. Now, the same person said, because I grew up in an environment where I wasn't expected to be perfect and that we didn't have to be some perfect ministry family. Now get this. She said, it gave me courage that I could do ministry myself, knowing my imperfections. Wow. This woman said, one of the reasons I chose to go into ministry was because I knew that growing up in a, in a normal family where my imperfections were uh, uh, tolerated, if you will, Growing up in that kind of context, I was willing to then later on in life take on ministry because I knew that I could do it because I had grown up in an imperfect family that was also engaged in ministry. Now, a, a, a part of this is also that healthy ministry families uh, don't force their children to be involved in everything in their church or in their organization. Now, several of the people I interviewed pointed this out. They said, you know, I grew up on the mission field, but my parents didn't make me to go to every mission meeting. Uh, I grew up in a church, and our church had a youth group, but our parent, my parents didn't make me go to every youth ministry meeting. Uh, you know, I got to pick and choose some of the ways that I was going to be involved. Now, I know that as a ministry parent, this was challenging for me because, you know, I want my kids to be involved in everything at church because, after all, it's our church, and our church is awesome at everything. But I learned early on that, that's not the way my children saw it. They, they saw that there were some aspects of church that they really wanted to be involved in, they were really plugged into, and they really wanted to be committed and be a part of. But there were other parts that really just weren't all that appealing to them or for whatever reason really didn't connect with them at the particular time. And it was important to give our children the freedom to make some choices about their church involvement. Now, think about it, ministry parents. Don't all the other families in your church allow their children to make those kind of choices? Sure they do, and there's nothing wrong with that. Churches, uh, Church members and church members' children all have to make decisions about where they can plug in and what they can be involved with and how much activity and commitment they can make. There's no difference in a ministry family, and people that I interviewed that said they grew up in healthy environments in their ministry families said, one of the great things was our parents didn't force us to be involved in everything. Now, conversely to that, on the other side, they also said our parents were always inviting us and encouraging us to join in ministry with them. Now, I realize there are some things like confidential counseling sessions and things like that where it's really not uh, practical. So that's not what they were talking about. But instead, they were talking about being involved in the ministry aspects that are public and are possible for a family to participate in together. Like, for example, one person said, I have fond memories as a child uh, while my parents were planting a church of going and helping with the setup each week, uh, going and helping to put out the, uh, the chairs and uh, the materials and set up the equipment and all of that, he said, really was a very enjoyable part of what that church planting experience meant in our family. And he said, my parents never made me do any of that, but they certainly invited me and encouraged me and welcomed me to be a part. And as he said, as I look back on it, I can tell now that 
There were probably some times that my parents couldn't have, could have gotten it done a lot faster without me, but they still involved me and allowed me to participate and to be a part of what they were doing. Another one, another person told me they grew up on an international mission field. And they said, our parents were always encouraging us and welcoming us into their world and into the ministry world where they worked. And they tell stories about going to villages to preach the gospel and to be involved with people uh, or to be involved with uh, the children of those villages and those kinds of experiences where they were out doing the work that their parents were doing and sharing it with them in some way. And another part of this that ministry children said was important was having a sense of belonging, of being a little bit of an insider about what was going on with the ministry and with the church. Now, again, not sharing inappropriate information or anything like that, or even putting too much information out. That's not what I'm talking about. But just having a sense of knowing I'm, I'm part of something here. I'm part of something important. I'm part of something my parents have committed themselves to. I'm really part of being a, 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 in their lives in a way that gives me a little bit of a sense of importance, or a little bit of pride, if you will, of being a part of this thing that my parents are doing, which is so important. Well, here are some things ministry parents do well that cause their children to grow up and go into ministry themselves. They loved God. They loved each other. They facilitated open communication. They modeled family life in a healthy way that did not require perfection. And they allowed their children to participate with them in healthy ways while not requiring them to be a part of every single thing that was done in ministry. But here's another another different idea or another different perspective, and that is one person told me, I really grew up to want to be in ministry because, quite honestly, my parents just enjoyed it so much. They really had a happy life of ministry leadership. They liked people. They enjoyed the work that they did. Yes, they had hard days. Yes, they had some negative experiences. But overall, they had a joy in ministry, which caused me to say I wanted to have the same kind of experiences. You know, sometimes I think we get so caught up in the fo- in focusing on the negative, the difficult challenges that we have in ministry leadership that it's it, that we forget to communicate that most of the time, quite frankly, ministry leadership is pretty enjoyable. We really do like what we do. And so uh, these people that I interviewed said, yeah, I grew up in a ministry context where my parents really liked what they did. And because of that, I grew up in a place where there was just a lot of joy and a lot of satisfaction and a good, strong sense of feeling of this really does matter. These people really are fun to work with, uh, and we really are able to make something, uh, make a difference here and do something that we also really enjoy. As a part of this, as a part of this, these ministry children who grew up to be in ministry said, another great aspect of this was the people that came into our home and the people that we got to meet and the people that we had really uh, good relationships with that really impacted or shaped our lives positively. Man, I can say this has been the truth for our family. I just recently got an email from one of my children telling me about a ministry leader that uh, they had connected with, that they had known back when they were a child, and how important that influence had been in their lives back in the day, and even still continuing on to today, how important that relationship still is. 
you know, when you're in ministry leadership, you attract other leaders and you have people in your home and people that you share time with and your children get to be around those people. And one of the reasons that uh, uh, some of these told me they uh, went into ministry leadership after growing up in a ministry home is because of the kind of people they got to meet that they were influenced by and for the difference that it made. Now, that's the positive side. But one of the people that I interviewed had another perspective that they wanted me to communicate. And that is that he grew up in a ministry family, and he is today a ministry leader. But he grew up in a context where, particularly for a season, his parents came under intense criticism. In fact, his father was actually forced to leave a church in a very difficult and ugly situation. In fact, this guy said, for a number of years, I fought against any thought that I would go into ministry leadership because of what had happened to my parents and what I saw up close and personal, the way they were abused, that they were, they were criticized, they were lied about, uh, the way they lost their job, and then the financial and emotional toll that took on them as they recovered over the next several years. But then this same guy said, Despite my parents going through that experience, I'm still in ministry leadership today. And one of the reasons is because of how my dad handled that difficult situation. He said, my dad loved people even when they didn't love him back. And my dad taught me and then showed me by his example that people matter and that loving them even when they're unlovely or even unlovable, is still our Christian responsibility. Wow. That's quite a testament to a father, isn't it? Here's a man who's in ministry leadership today, who grew up in a ministry home that, at least for a season, went through a horrific, difficult, ugly time. And yet, even in that context, because the dad demonstrated love for God and love for people, the dad demonstrated sacrificial service and love even when people were unlovable or did not deserve it. Because of all of those things, my friend would say, I decided to be in ministry leadership myself based on the example of my father handling such a difficult circumstance. So if you're out there listening to the program today and you're going through a really difficult time in your church or your ministry organization and you're wondering, is this having a negative impact on my family? Well, it may very well be having a negative impact on your family and you may need to mitigate that impact with some intentional steps of action to lessen the burden. But don't also overlook the possibility that the way that you are reacting to the difficulty may ultimately have a very positive impact on your children as they see you go through the experience and model for them Christian grace, loving people, standing strong and persevering in the midst of the difficulty in response to God's call into ministry leadership. Well, one other aspect that sort of grows out of these is uh, the group told me that another really positive reason that these people chose to go into ministry after growing up in ministry families is the way that ministry families, uh, or the ministry schedule, I should say, 
facilitated and strengthened ministry families. One woman said, you know, I hear people say that ministry gets in the way of family, but it just didn't seem to happen in our lives. She said, my parents did a really good job of capitalizing on the flexibility of a ministry schedule and taking advantage of that to be even more involved with us as children than many of my peers and their children working secular jobs. She said, you know, my father uh, spent time coaching us because he could range his schedule to have some late afternoon time off during the week. Uh, our family often had meals together. Uh, my, fam- my parents structuring their ministry commitments to make sure that we didn't have meal, that we had meal times available and we could get together and share that special time. Uh, my mom was able to volunteer at our school and help out at random times because, again, she had that flexibility that was built into a ministry schedule. And then another one said, you know, I really liked traveling with my parents. My dad had a job in ministry that required him to travel from time to time to speak or to lead or attend meetings, and he would take us with him. Uh, he would capitalize on the expenses being paid by the organization, and he would pay my expense as a child to go along. And I got to go places and see things that I would have never gotten to do otherwise if we hadn't been a ministry family. And then uh, one of the people in the group who grew up in an international context said, yeah, and I got to see the world because of my parents. Uh, I was in a ministry family that had an international assignment, and so I learned early on how to travel internationally, how to fit into, feel good and comfortable in other cultures, how to fit into different social situations. And he, or she said, man, growing up in a ministry family with that kind of flexibility, wow, it enriched our family. It did not harm us. You know, this whole idea that ministry is somehow toxic to family, where does that come from? Man, it certainly doesn't come from God or from the Bible. I mean, the family was designed by God. Ministry is in response to God's call. Shouldn't those things have a compatibility that makes them both stronger? I think so. So ministry families do have some possibilities for advantage that maybe other families don't have. They have flexibility of schedule, the opportunity to structure their time so that they can spend time together in ways that maybe some other families either can't do or find very difficult to do. And then ministry families, because of the nature of their work, uh, facilitate their children to be able to be involved in some things like travel and experiences, especially uh, with different places and different contexts that maybe some other children don't necessarily have. Well, the whole point of this program today is to say, if you are a ministry parent, you can parent in such a way that your children grow up with such a favorable and positive view of ministry that if God calls, they'll say yes to ministry leadership. As I said at the beginning, I interviewed a small group of people, uh, all of which had one thing in common. They are in ministry leadership today, and they grew up in ministry families. And these represent a wide range of ages, from people in their 30s to 40s, even in their 60s. People thinking and reflecting on what their ministry parents got right so that they, in turn, would have such a healthy view of ministry that they would choose ministry leadership and give their lives in the same kind of service they saw their parents doing. It's possible, it's possible to have a healthy ministry family in the context of ministry leadership and to do things in such a way that your children grow up with an appreciation for ministry, 
uh, a desire to be involved in ministry, and perhaps even a willingness to themselves step forward and take on the mantle of ministry leadership. The things I've covered on the show today give us some insight into the kind of decisions we need to make to build the kind of families that produce these kind of leaders. Ministry is not toxic to families. Ministry leaders can have strong families that even produce children who grow to adulthood who then take on the mantle of ministry leadership. Reflect on what I've said on this podcast and on this program today as you put it into practice and lead on.